0: my friends, welcome to the PEMBOK Guide chapter one. Many of you are getting ready to take either the CAPM exam or the PMP exam, and you're wondering, which edition should I read and study? Now, I know the seventh edition is out, but it's very hard for people who are new to project management to really understand what exactly it is by reading the seventh edition, which is why we're revisiting the sixth edition today. So let's get started and talk about why the PEMBOK Guide in the first place. The PEMBOK Guide provides a standard for project management, provides a common vocabulary for project managers worldwide. And in addition to this, the Code of Ethics and Professional Conduct, which is not documented in the PMBOK Guide, but the PMBOK Guide, of course, maps back in many ways to it. The entire idea behind a profession of project management and ethics is documented in the Code of Ethics. So if you want to read that document, you got to Google PMI Code of Ethics PDF, and you should be able to find it on PMI's website. Let's talk about a few foundational elements. What is a, a project? A project is a temporary endeavor. It has a start date, it has an end date, and it's undertaken to deliver a unique product, service, or result. And hopefully that deliverable, which we call product, service, or result, will provide value to the end users, to the customer, give them some benefits, and ultimately result in a desired outcome. We also talk about project management. It's the application of knowledge and skills, tools and techniques to these projects and the tasks within the project to deliver that outcome that we're seeking to get. And the importance of project management, no point debating it. Everywhere around the world, people work on projects to move the organizations forward. Think about it like this. You've got a current state. You've got a future state. How do you get to the future state? Projects, project management. That's how you get there. Let's talk about the relationship between projects, programs, portfolio, and operations management real quick. So, at a very, very high level, projects are, you could call them the lowest level of this hierarchy, the lowest level right there at the bottom. And as you begin to build, you have a collection of projects that are interrelated, and that scales up into what we call a program. And ultimately, a program, projects, and other pieces of work roll up into what we call a portfolio. So a portfolio is all the work that is being done across programs, projects, sub-portfolios, and operational work. So let's take a look at that one more time. Going back to screen here, you can see we have program management, which is used to manage programs. And a program is a collection of interrelated projects. Then we have portfolio management, which is managing all the work inside a portfolio. We have operations management, which is the lifeblood of the project. We have project management, which we've talked about. I should say operations management is the lifeblood of the organization. Um, project management is in addition to operations part of what you could find in a portfolio and of course programs are also part of what you could find inside a portfolio we have operations management which is managing the operations and then we have something known as opm organizational project management which enables projects programs and portfolios sync the way we manage them the way we authorize them It needs to sync. And we do that in organizational project management. All right, moving on here, still in chapter one. What are the components of the Pembok guide? We have project and development life cycles talked about. And a project life cycle is a collection of phases, such as in a software development life cycle. That's an example of a project life cycle so things like analysis design develop test implement we could group that into a life cycle called a software development life cycle but we have the actual development life cycle talked about separately you could also call it the delivery approaches talked about when we begin to talk about the delivery approaches we go into things like iterative incremental predictive and so on ways of delivering projects Here, we also talk about phase reviews. Phase reviews is at the end of a phase, you review the outcome and decide to move forward or not. We have project management processes talked about. In the sixth edition, there are 49 of them. We have project management process groups. There are five process groups. We have project management knowledge areas. There are 10 knowledge areas. And we also have the topic of project management data and information. It's a very simple concept that is not even just project management related alone. It's just life in general. You have data, and data could be a string of numbers. It could be a string of text. But until you understand the meaning of the data, you cannot glean information. And that's really all that this is saying. All right, so moving on here, here are the five process groups. The initiating, planning, executing, monitoring, and controlling, and closing. And this is not to be confused with phases. No, phases refers to technical work being done, analysis, design, develop, test, implement. Process groups refers to groups of processes. So you initiate the project, that's not doing the work. You get it? That's managing the work. You have planning, you plan the work. Planning the work is not the doing of the work. You get it? Executing, executing the work, making sure that it's been done right, managing the affairs and executing, that is not programming or testing. No, it's different. So we have phases and we have process groups and they're different. Here's a mnemonic, I prefer extra money, cash. And as far as the knowledge areas are concerned, we have 10 knowledge areas. And the knowledge areas, I've got a very quick mnemonic, as you can see on the screen, I saw six Cubans, that mnemonic, okay, for being able to master the knowledge areas. Okay, so if we take a look at everything together, we've got this map, which is the infamous page 25. We've got the five process groups at the top. The 10 knowledge areas at the side and a bunch of processes right there in the middle. I'm going to help you out by just giving you a quick description of each one of these processes. Develop Project Charter is really authorizing the project. Identify Stakeholders is identifying your stakeholders. Develop Project Management Plan is the collection of all of these plans. So we're going to get plans and baselines from all of these processes under Develop Project Management Plan. And then we roll them up into a project management plan. That's really what planning is all about. So this is the amalgamation of everything. This one is developing a plan for scope and requirements, developing a plan for schedule, a plan for cost, a plan for quality, a plan for resources, a plan for communications, a plan for risk, a plan for procurements, and a plan for stakeholder engagement. That's pretty much it in a nutshell. And then if you look below, you've got some other things that are done here, like We collect requirements. We define the scope. We come out with exclusions and inclusions. We create a work breakdown structure. It's like a family tree of the work that needs to be done in hierarchy. We define the activities. We put them in order. We sequence them. We estimate how long the activities will take. We estimate our cost for each activity. We roll them up into a final total. We estimate how many resources we need, what quality of resources, and so on. We identify risks. We qualitatively and quantitatively analyze risks. Quantitative risk analysis is not mandatory. It's optional. We plan how to respond to risk, and that is planning in a nutshell. Going into executing, we integrate everything that's needed to get the project work done. We call that direct-to-manage project work. We manage project knowledge, we generate new knowledge, we share existing knowledge, we collate lessons learned across the board. We do our quality assurance, that's really code for manage quality. We acquire resources, human equipment, material supplies, facilities. We develop the team, send them for training and team building. We manage the team, we give them feedback, we keep the structure in place, we make sure we provide what they need. Manage communications is communicating, implement risk responses is implementing the responses you decided to carry out for the risks you identified. Conduct procurements is where we award a contract to a seller or sellers. Manage stakeholder engagement is managing how your stakeholders are engaged. And that takes us to monitoring and controlling. We integrate all the affairs for monitoring and controlling the project in monitoring and control project work. We perform integrated change control. This is where we manage change requests, coming in and approve change requests. And the whole concept of a change log being updated, that's in performing a graded change control. Validate scope is where our customer inspects our final deliverable and decides whether to accept it or not. Control scope is where we prevent gold plating. Control schedule is where we prevent our schedule from going off course. Control cost is where we keep the cost under control. Control quality is where we inspect the deliverable before it goes to the customer in validate scope. So, this actually comes first before this in many an instance. We have control resources for physical resources. We do not use the word control for humans. And that's why where we have monitor communications. We say monitor because we have humans doing it, right? And down here, where we have monitor stakeholder engagement, again, it's a human interaction. And here we have monitor risk because who can control uncertainty? So we use the softer word monitor risks, right? Because risks are on certain events that could impact our project. And there we have control procurements. This is managing the contract. And last but not least, in the closing process group, we have closed project or phase. And that is closing out a phase in the project or project as a whole. And that, my friends, concludes our little review of chapter one. Make sure you go into the PMBOK guide and read through, understand chapter one in more detail. But I can assure you for anyone starting project management, the best bet is knowing your five process groups, knowing your 10 knowledge areas, and the way I went through those processes That you saw just now the 49 processes rapidly just do that there's no need to dwell on it for hours on end just get the top of the waves understand what it means and move on all right in closing talk about project management business documents some of the very important documents for your exam are the project business case that's on page 33 Uh, page 30 i beg your pardon it makes a case for the project the project benefits management plan is on page 33 this is all about the benefits of the project and it identifies a benefits owner and someone who will be responsible for making sure the benefits are realized we have a project charter and a project management plan also talked about here the charter authorizes the project the project management plan plans how to get the work done and we have project success measures and these project success measures they're talked about in 1264 what constitutes success how do you measure success of a project All right. And that's chapter one for you. See you in chapter two.